Hello, everybody. Welcome to I Travel for Work, the podcast. Uh, I travel for work.com. My name is Denny. I'm going to be your host. Uh, we're going to cover things about recruiters, companies, travelers, recruiting companies. We're going to touch on it all. We're going to have uh, some people get on here who are travelers. Hopefully, we're going to talk to some companies and some recruiters, some client managers, everybody uh, across the business. Uh, at some point, we're going to be able to bring them in. I feel pretty confident. I've already had some uh, some travelers already want to discuss it. So, welcome to the show. Um, as I said, my name is Denny, and uh, I've traveled for work. I've been a recruiter. I've been a client manager. Um, I've also helped start a be a part of a traveling company in a new segment. Um, and I'm really, really proud of the things I've accomplished in each of those roles. Uh, and not because necessarily the success, um, because success is typically measured in numbers. But what I found is the most successful and fun ones for me, rewarding, if you will, were the ones that was able to help change people's lives. Um, I, whether it be staff that we, you know, as a client manager, we were able to help them offset the, maybe the director of nursing's burden uh, by getting them uh, evenly staffed and having coverages needed or, you know, in, in any case, uh, also then with travelers, uh, been able to get them out of abusive homes, uh, bad relationships, and they've gone on, uh, escaped that situation, landed in a new state for work, eventually went on permanent with the in the area and married. And that was a really cool story. I'm really proud of that one um, that I got to participate and witness. Uh, a person's life changed through traveling for work. In that case, it happened to be travel nursing. I'm also seeing that in the other trades, it's super uh, cool because it changes you. So my desire for this and what do I want to get out of this? I want to make travel work commonplace commonly understood and genuinely better for everybody involved from the traveler to the recruiter to the company to the client um and when i say each of those i think you need to define you know the roles the traveler i'm talking about anybody who accepts a contract job for you know and a contract being an agreement of pay uh, a compensation package to go to another place other than their home uh, for a period of time uh, to fulfill a need. Uh, when I talk about a recruiter, I'm talking about a person who acts on behalf of the traveler to represent them, protect them while they're out in the field uh, at the facility, company, job site, 
whatever you call it, wherever their contract takes them, uh, in wh- whichever capacity, the person that um, negotiates on their behalf, uh, fights in their corner. Uh, when I talk about a client manager, I actually am talking about the person who represents the facility job site and everything for the company who is hiring the traveler. Uh, they've probably negotiated the terms or one who talks to you right before you get presented over to the client. Uh, and then when I talk about the company, I'm talking about the people who own the company as a whole in the company in kind of an overarching sense. Um, I'm not going to name any names of companies in particular, but let's say company X travel staffing company Y travel nursing. Um, that's what I'm talking about. I think it's clear to understand because there is a, a language that's commonly understood um, amongst the industry as a whole that's acceptable and makes sense. There's tons of names for everything and things like that, but there is some commonality across it. So that's, that's what I'll be talking about and all their perspectives and how they relate. Um, I'll try not to be jaded. The, but I think, I think jaded is a interesting term because it means, you know, well, you know what it means. You don't need me to explain the, but you can get jaded as a traveler, as a recruiter, as a client manager, and as a client um, because of experience, experiences that you've had with companies, with clients, facilities you may have gone to. Uh, But all in all, if everybody, you know, really has the right idea and understanding of the expectation, then there's nothing to really get jaded about. Um, Just what you do have to have in those cases are uh, what's called acceptance. And so... Yeah, that's the brief introduction to what we're going to be doing, what we're going to be covering. Um, I'm pretty optimistic. I know that some of my former travelers that actually traveled for me have offered, when I floated this idea out about the podcast, uh, said it was a great idea. It was very supportive. I've offered to come on and talk. I do have a call in line uh, so we can do that remotely while they're out on assignment. I'm going to ask people who weren't my travelers. I want to hear your stories. Um, I want to talk to client managers. Um, If companies are brave enough to come on and talk to me, uh, I'll welcome them. Facilities, absolutely. Uh, As long as, you know, you're calling in to represent yourself and not necessarily the company, I welcome that. Um, Would love to talk about it, hear your philosophy and ideas. uh, Hopefully that ultimately everybody lines up with the idea of having the best possible outcome. So yeah, that's kind of the goal and what we're going to do. I'll probably talk about this in several ways and we'll figure out where we go after this quick break. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, so yeah, uh, best possible outcomes, uh, that was, uh, you know, the topic, what does that look like? Best possible outcome for a traveler versus 
uh, what it looks like, you know, for the recruiter versus the client manager uh, and the company and the client uh, where you're going. They're all very different, right? I mean, but not really. Not They're very different from who experiences them and, and how it feels. But the, 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 the net outcome, uh, for example, for a traveler, um, let's talk about you guys first, travelers, right? Uh, so the best possible outcome in most cases is going to be a successful, sort of uneventful, and you make a lot of money, are compensated fairly, treated fairly, and experience something that you wouldn't typically get to experience, right? Uh, for the recruiter, uh, that's the goal too, but a lot of times there's an additional goal, and that is that you can extend or you know renew your contract at that same location um, because that's that's simple uh, as opposed to getting you submitted over to a new place allows them to build their business, uh, talk to new potential travelers, and grow their business. So you know, from a recruiter standpoint the best possible outcome is really that you stay there. Uh, and maybe that is what's best for you too. And they align and that's successful. Now for the client manager, uh, the best possible outcome is that their clients happy. You didn't, uh, the, no problems were caused, um, by illness, family issues, whatever the case may be, uh, stresses, personality conflicts, that those things didn't happen and they keep their client happy. Uh, the best possible outcome for the facility or the client is that you as a, a traveler or the traveler themselves, if, if you're a traveler and when I say you, that's what I'm talking about. Or so the client, the best possible outcome is that you had a good time as coming there to work in their facility and want to become part of their family and they get to hire you away uh, because now they have somebody they can count on and that they like uh, there's that's the best outcomes for everybody and the interesting thing about the the travel model and i think what's uh needs to be said more is the whole try it before you buy it right when we think of that uh, the try it before you buy it. It's a consumer positional uh, phrase, meaning by consumers, if you were buying a car, you get to try it before you buy it. That's the thing you're trying is the car. The buying is the action that you do when you take ownership of it. The so, but everybody gets to try it before they buy it in the travel model. Um, so, as a traveler you get to try a facility and a company, a travel company, uh, before you buy into them. As the company or the client, they get to try you before they buy into you um, and see if it's a fit. So in that context, it's really, you know, a possibility for a win-win. And that's that's good. Ultimately, um you know, that's not going to happen every time. And that's okay because both everybody has to be on board for a successful outcome. Typically, there's four things in the travel model that can happen. We talk about three of them. That is a successful outcome, uh, meaning that you, you know, and then a negative outcome. 
and then you know the the third one is just you you quit traveling uh because it was a bad experience uh now there's really three options at the end of the contract that kind of looks different and a little deeper so to speak is as a there's really only three and regardless of your position is either you extend you don't extend and go someplace else or you know number three it's that it just wasn't a fit and you're done like i said so those are those are really the three or you know three outcomes number four there's technically i said a fourth is that you get hired on um and in those cases everybody does win um and even the company historically wins uh the, the the company that's recruited you and they win because typically there's a buyout for them the facility to hire you away uh so everybody kind of gets to win in that and because the the contract side you know say things that like uh okay we're gonna bring these people there they're gonna work out great and at the end of the contract, if you know, there's the terms of it. But if in the meantime, you hire them away or want to hire them, you can from us. But here's the cost for that. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how that, you know, works, at least in that segment and, and what that looks like. Uh, hopefully that makes sense. If anybody has questions, um, you can... Uh, Hit me up on the media that we're going to put out here for whether it be Facebook. Uh, we'll be setting up some call-ins, and we'll get all this loaded up to where you have full way to contact me, questions, maybe even have some answers. I know I have questions. Um, so, yeah, that's how diving into that a little bit deeper looks, uh, you know, for the best possible outcomes for everybody involved. So stick around. We'll be right back. And welcome back. I want to talk about this in this last segment here, something that everybody's probably curious about, what you don't know maybe about the other side of who you interact with in the travel model. Um, you know, what you as travelers may not know about your recruiters and client managers and the company and the facility um i think this is kind of fun maybe i'll maybe i'll do this every week every segment every episode close out with something you don't know um and you know maybe it'll be a nice twist on it in this one i'm going to talk about the money right <laughs> that's really what we're talking about here is career ways to provide for you your family um no matter who you are in that sector in those spectrums right if you're a traveler you're doing this for money so you can provide earn an income uh in addition to the other things like see the world as a recruiter you're doing this to probably provide for your family yourself as well probably not see the world you'll see the inside of a cubicle um, but you're ultimately doing this to provide client manager same thing company 
same thing. Somebody owns that company. There's a hierarchy. There's a team lead. There's, you know, it goes all the way up. They're all part of that company, you know, kind of umbrella that I'm referring to. And then uh, the client, um, they are the ones who are actually spending the money uh, to get the talent uh, and the talent there. When I say the talent, I'm talking about the, the company, the recruiting company, staffing company that you work for. Uh, they're, ta- they're talent too. Um, they're very talented at what they do. And most of them are, are pretty successful. Uh, that's why there's growth. Um, and so, and then the talent there to get there is you as a traveler. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the money. Ding dong, right? Oh, that's big bucks. No? Okay. So, uh, yeah, as a traveler, you know, you're historically going to make a little bit more uh, than what you would uh, at home. You're also going to receive some benefits uh, in the form of per diems, housing, uh, things like that. Uh, travel to and from the assignment, right? So you, you know, the, the model can be attractive to you. So you make a little bit more money than you would at home on the offset, the fact that you're away from home, right? Um, so yeah, that's obviously benefit. Now let's talk about the recruiter, right? Here's what you don't know. The recruiters, their base pay is not very high yeah that's right recruiters have a base pay and then a commission or if uh sometimes the company will call them bonuses um which they should be commissions because bonuses can be taken away uh and you know sometimes they'll they'll use that company's will to uh motivate kind of in the wrong way they should really be commissions because they've earned it uh, through their work. They only make a little bit uh, for every traveler that's out there. For them to provide well for their family, they have to have a lot of travelers because their base pay never goes up. They need to have a really good uh, group of travelers working for them that are, I don't want to say maintenance-free, but... Um, you know, aren't uh, take up a lot of time because if you take up a lot of time, uh, then they can't get more people and they can't provide for their family. Let me give you an example. Recruiters may make 50 cents to a dollar for every hour that you work. Um, now, you, you know, you could say, well, well, that's kind of good. You get, you know, you get a recruiter that's got 30 people. They're getting $30 an hour. Eh, you, you missed the key part in there. Um, every hour you work, right? But they make themselves available to you 24 hours a day. So you have to take that dollar for say, and I'm making this number up. It can vary based on how many travels they have, a, a lot of things, whatever they're their pay scale is with their company, uh, you know, cause it could be worked differently. Um, so you actually have to take that. If you work eight hours a day as a traveler and they're making an, a dollar for it, that's $8, but they're available to you for 24 hours. So you really have to divide that, you know, $8 by three to get to what they made 
per hour that you worked. So basically, they're making $0.33, cents, $8 in a 24-hour period, right? So if if you take that, because they are available to you for emergencies, you have their number. You know how to reach them. Uh, so it's not as lucrative as you think, but it can get lucrative based on if they have a lot of travelers, right? Um, the client manager, same way, not making a ton of money. Uh, what it is is they make their money in basically the same deal. It's a quantity deal. Uh, the more people you have, the more facilities you have, the more opportunities or jobs that you have open for recruiters to place their travelers in your companies and facilities, right? So they need to have a lot of companies and historically they're getting a lot less. There's only so many dollars in that pool that's available, right? There's also then, you know, the company, right? So let me back up. So the client manager works a lot like they're, you know, what they make is uh, a lot like what the recruiter does, uh, but in actually it's typically less, you know, per hour as a portion of it. Um, now the company is making a couple of bucks, right? For everybody that's out there. But there is the unseen things that you don't account for uh, that they have to pay for. And that is their website, uh, the people to make their website, both internally, externally, their HR department, their compliance department, their payroll department, all the things to support you as travelers to have a successful time a successful contract so they have a building to pay uh internet so they can reach you and you can reach them um their tools to help you like something like microsoft office so if the company's got you know a hundred recruiters they have a hundred different instances of microsoft they're paying for a hundred different computers so it's really not all that lucrative and we you know for the company it is but it, it economy of scale the more people they have and more jobs they have the more opportunity they have to make money so they have to be good and efficient really give it some thought and time uh give their people the most tools the best tools to be efficient with their time so they can uh, fulfill more openings that they have. So it's, that's an expense because anytime, you know, you add stuff to make things run better, it costs money. So it's not as, um, glamorous and they're not making a ton of money off of you as your every hour you work as you think. Um, I know one company in particular that doesn't charge for overtime any extra, uh, but they pay you for overtime. Um, they do that. Um, is a marketing point to set them apart from others. And it's, it's a good thing, you know, but now also in that overtime, they're not occurring some additional costs that they are in the normal day. Like, you know, workman's comp, you know, is based off every hour worked, but they don't have to pay you any more per diem because you worked overtime, no more additional housing that's flat. So they can actually make a little bit, 
I, I shouldn't say make a little bit more money. They don't have some of the costs. So they don't charge extra. So that difference, uh, the stuff that went there actually went to your pocket as the overtime pay, which is time and a half or, you know, whatever it is that you've got worked out in your contract. Um, and so who, you know, is the pays all for all this? Well, it's the client, the facility, right? They have to pay your recruiting company that staffing company that supports you to do what you do and live the lifestyle that you want to live and fulfill that contract so the question is who's making all this money right where's all this money going oh here it is here's the big secret you ready the government (laughs) yeah right big surprise the government taxes everybody along that way whether it be income tax workman's comp um the forcing health care to option to be available it that's who is really making the most money on your travel there you have it Ta-da, the government they get to travel everybody in that segment we've talked I mean, they get to tax everybody excuse me in that segment that we talked about now also these companies that like uh i can't say their name but they provide what's called a crm or ats uh applicant tracking system that's what an ats is is it tracks uh travelers through a process to get them ready for travel and a crm is a customer relationship you know manager tool that really uh tracks that stuff too where are they at you know it's a big database uh that's easy to use those guys make a ton of money I mean, because they, I've seen some of those companies charging almost $200 a month for each user. You know, if you have 100 people, you can do the math. Take 100, 100 people times $200 every month. And that's what these companies are charging them to, to be able to serve you as a traveler serve you as a uh, company, as a client, you know, it's an exorbitant amount. That's So them and the government are the ones that are making out like bandits. Ta-da! Surprise! Uh, probably wasn't what you was expecting, though. So that was your peek behind the curtain for today. What's really going on? Maybe that's what we'll call this segment. What's really going on? Um, but we'll we'll do... Maybe we'll do this every every week. We'll close out with that. I thank you for tuning in and listening to the very first episode of I Travel for Work. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Let's give you some really cool going out music. Be well. <laughs>